Hello, everyone. It is 10 a.m. in Melbourne, 8 o'clock on the East Coast of the United States, and I welcome you to a live episode of A Yank on the Footy for May the 26th of 2021. I'm Craig Wessels, coming to you from Sandusky, Ohio. Hot Sandusky, Ohio. We've decided not to have spring this year. We've gone from winter directly to summer. About 96 degrees Fahrenheit here. I've converted my... Uh, my my thermometers to celsius in my car and on my phone and that sort of thing to try to adapt to the celsius that uh that i see at all of the games and it drove my wife crazy because we went on a little road trip this weekend got my van back for those of you who've uh, followed the saga of my van we actually put a couple hundred miles on the van this weekend and it uh, it ran like a champ so a big shout out to the folks at Steider collision here in sandusky ohio they did a great job on it so i'm glad that you could tune in for the live episode today we're going to dig into some of the big issues of the day uh, we're going to head into round 11, which is the last round before we start uh, hitting the bye weeks. So if you've got a lousy uh, super coach team and you've got players that are just locked up on your list that you can't figure out how to get rid of them, well, you have an extra trade coming this week, so you can go ahead and dump them. If you want to uh, help out the podcast, consider checking out the Buy Me a Coffee page or the storefront from Redbubble, both of those can be accessed on the website of yankonthefooty.com. A big shout out to JW. You went above and beyond, sir. I truly appreciate it. Uh, remember, this is a one-man show here. Uh, and I spent a lot of time digging into information, trying to put together things that uh, that hopefully people find interesting and stimulating and want to engage in. And uh, like I said, if you want to help out, that's great. If you don't want to, that's certainly okay as well. Not that big of a deal, but I would certainly appreciate the, the support if you want to do that. Remember, you can uh, reach me at yankonthefooty.com. You can get on my mailing list there. You can leave voicemails like the one you're going to hear from Tony Davis here in just a moment, as well as leaving a review for the podcast. And that would be greatly appreciated if you would consider doing that if you like what I'm doing, because that way then I can take those reviews and share them out on social media and hopefully attract other listeners as well. And uh that would be a huge help if you've not done that already. There's a review page right on the uh, the website there, yankonthefooty.com. Of course, you could do it on Apple Podcasts as well if you prefer to do that. Remember, you can also reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter, on Instagram, and Facebook at yankonthefooty. And you can email me at yankonthefooty at gmail.com. I check that every single day. It's been a hectic couple of days here for me. We're winding down the school year. For those of you that don't know, I've been teaching for 27 years. And I, uh, you know, I love my job, but this has been a very busy year. We've been, uh, we've been in the classroom all year long. You know, we dealt with the masks and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, we had a, a little bit of a respite the other day where the state of Ohio had said, okay, well, you don't have to wear the masks. So we got to go two days without the masks. And I got to joke with the kids when I said, Hey, I didn't realize you were all as ugly as you are, which I was kidding about, of course. Uh, but, uh, then something happened where we had to put them back on. So we're going through these last few days of the school year and we end next week with our masks back on. And of course, 96 degree weather in, in the classroom where it gets up even warmer than that stagnant, no air movement. Those masks are so much fun. So I had one of those little cooling towels, you know, that you soak in water. I just went ahead and wore it on my head today just to try to stay school, stay cool at work. Cause I don't care what the kids think of me. They want to laugh. They want to take pictures and, and, you know, do some kind of a little meme or something about it. I don't care. I want to stay cool. Now, before we dive in today, this week's uh, local footy club is the, uh, the Wollongong Bulldogs of the AFL South Coast League. And they're located just south of Sydney in the city of Wollongong. 
And between the between the uh, the five different clubs that they have under their umbrella, they've started out extraordinarily extraordinarily successful this year. They've sprinted out to a uh, seventeen and one record between their men's and women's comp, and the uh, the club has just like I said, it's been a dynamic um, dynamic start to the year for them, and uh, wish them the absolute best of luck. They've had a had some impressive percentage numbers i saw one of the one of the groups that had a percentage of over 800 i think we saw that with a couple of the aflw clubs early on in the year before those started to level out a little bit you can find out more about them on the afl south coast league website or on both their facebook and instagram pages both of those are all one word wollongong bulldogs best of luck to them as they go ahead and head into i believe round five for them this year if i'm not mistaken now, last week I, I asked a, a question. I said, did, "Did we have our top eight for the year?" Because you know, I some people would argue that we had our eight last last week. You know, and they were just going to simply jockey for position. The Tigers had you know plopped down into the eight spot, but they were there. Uh, well, they've dropped out. The Giants they battled their way back into the eight, and you know, I got to be honest with you, I was extraordinarily extraordinarily impressed with this round. You know, I said last week that I thought round ten was going to be a bit of a clunker because there weren't that many really high quality matchups last week, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to issue another mea culpa. I was flat out wrong. Okay. It was a cracking round of footy. We had three games decided by a total of four points. You know, I don't care who's playing, but that is, uh, that is absolutely terrific. You know, if you've got three games that are being decided by four points, and we'll get into some of those decisions here in just a moment. Uh, it was, you know, by you know by the uh, you know white knuckle finishes here in in a handful of games, and and I don't think anybody could be any more excited about what we saw. Now, if your club lost, if your club was one of those teams that was on the on the south end of that, you know, if you were Sydney, if you were. Uh, the D's, you're probably not real happy about what transpired. But overall, you know, it was a it was a great round of footy. Much, you know, again, there were a couple of blowouts, a couple of absolute demolitions. Uh, looking at you, Bulldogs. Okay. But it was a it was a good round. And this week we've got a couple of really, really good matchups that I'm looking forward to watching. You know, I wanted to look back at a couple of things that went on this weekend. And a lot of the stuff that happened tended to be things that dealt with improper contact, okay? You know, you look at uh, what happened in the uh, the Suns-Cats game, you know, between, you know, with uh, with Nick, uh, Nick Holman's tackle on Mitch Duncan. And, you know, it gets announced that Holman's going to be possibly suspended for two games. Now, you know, I'm a Cats supporter. I've admitted that, but, you know, I, I love watching great footy. You know, I had a heck of a lot of fun watching games this week because they were close matchups. You know, I had seen final scores because, you know, I've resigned myself to the fact that as much as I want to avoid social media and not see the scores of games before I watch them, that was much easier to do when I was not doing a podcast. But doing the podcast now, that that's just impossible. I, I can't not be on social media, engaging with people and checking things out. Uh but, uh, you know, the two-game suspension was overturned. And, you know, I'm like I said, I'm a cat supporter, and it looked like a damn fine tackle to me. And, you know, in a couple of the different uh, message groups that I'm in on uh, online, um, and I know there's some people that may not agree with this, 
you know, they were saying the same thing that, you know, Holman's tackle was, was a good tackle. You know, unfortunately Duncan sustained a concussion, but if you, if you get rid of that kind of a tackle, in fact, you know, Gerard Healy called it a fair Duncan tackle as it happened. Yeah. And, and why should I argue with a Brownlow medalist? You know, it, you know, if I think if this was, if this was upheld, if this two game suspension was upheld, you know, I honestly, I think that this game is, is on its last legs. If that tackle cannot happen in a game, yes, it's unfortunate that Mitch Duncan sustained a concussion. Wish it didn't happen. But if that tackle cannot occur during the course of a game, then the game the game has to end. What else can you do? You know, I just, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I think it's yeah, as uh, as uh, Chris Hickey just stopped by the uh, the the message board here and, you know, talking about the game going silly with regards to concussions, you know, it's a, uh, you know, it is a, it's kind of a sad thing with what happened here. And hopefully you don't hear my dogs barking in the background there in the other room, the door is closed, but evidently somebody else's dogs are out for a walk and uh, glad my dogs are doing okay because my, one of my dogs had a bit of an engagement with a, a new dog today. And I, I've got bites all over my hand where I had to break up the, uh, the one dog who was, was biting my other dog, my dog's leg this week. So I've got punctures and that sort of thing on my hand. So it's been a fun weekend. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, you know, again, I don't know what Nick, what else Nick Holman can do. You can't be mad at Nick Holman. If you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at Sean Higgins. That was absolutely the worst shepherding job that I have watched or seen since I've been watching footy. I mean, has he never seen the movie Top Gun where Maverick says to Iceman, I'm not leaving my wingman? Where the hell are you going, Sean Higgins? I mean, come on, man. You you let him get crushed there. Yes, he got tackled. The tackle was okay. But, uh, you know, it's uh, – it is just – it's – had he stayed there, had he stayed there and just kind of slowed down and Holman had to work his way around him, the tackle doesn't happen. Duncan gets a bounce or two off and, and, and keeps progressing down the grounds. You know, so, so it you know, it's an unfortunate thing that happened. Okay. It's an unfortunate thing that happened. And and it uh but if you get rid of that tackle, you know, I don't know what happens. Okay. I, I, I don't know what you do to the game. Okay. You know, I, I just I just don't know what's gonna happen to the game then. Yeah, and as you said, as, as Chris Hickey is saying here that on the message board, you know, the concussion thing is getting a little bit crazy. Now we move on to, you know, some of the things, that, other things that happened this weekend, the Carlton and uh, Hawthorne game, you know, the, the, uh, the contact that uh, you know, Lockie Plowman had on uh, Jager Amira, that two game suspension was, I think it was two games. Yeah. Uh, was held up. Okay. And that was just an absolutely crushing bit of contact that he had there on him. He just, you know, in foot in football here in the States, when a tackle happens like that, they talk about that person being decleated. You know, they basically took his boots, if you will, out of the grass and put him on the ground. Yeah, he went from being, you know, at a 90 degree angle with the ground to being parallel with the ground almost instantaneously. And, you know, I, I have to, yeah, I just have to put this out here. I think that darn near every female Hawthorne fan held their collective breath for just a moment until Amira was up off the ground. Okay, because, you know, it's a handsome guy. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, you know, you look at what happened with Patty Dangerfield earlier in the year. If, if that, if that 
hit deserved three three games, and I think three was excessive in that that situation even. Then you know, but that's water under the bridge. You know, they certainly could not not penalize Plowman for this. They had to go ahead and pen, and and suspend him for this one. Okay, you know, I yeah, and then you look at the uh, yeah, and there were several instances of this kind of action going on um, this weekend. You look at what Marlon Pickett did to Brandon Starcevich. Was it dirty? Maybe. You know, it, it it looked like something that I should have seen in grainier footage. It looked like something that should have happened in about the 1978 grand final. Okay, and not necessarily something in 2021. You know, I don't, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it, yeah, consistency is the issue. You're right. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, I believe he is suspended for a game. I think Pickett got suspended for a game here. So, you know, again, you know, the, the Tigers are devastated by injuries, so they're going to be losing another player here as well. And you know, I and I, I just I really wonder about that. Was it reckless? You know, I I, I just I looked at it and I thought, gosh, was he really going after the ball there? Because I wasn't sure that he was. And you know, I was I, you know, Starcevich popped right back up. He finished out the game. He was not concussed. It looked worse than it was, but it also could have been worse than it ended up being. So, you know, I, uh, you know, the, and yeah, as Chris has said here, that's why the problem is with the match review uh, office, the MRO. Uh, you know, I, I wonder, and, and again, I'm just putting this out here. I'm not advocating. I'm not saying this. I'm not really a fan of the game at all. I don't really watch either one of them. But, you know, when you look at situations like what happened with, with Pickett, and I know that this is you know, one of the things I love about this game is the fact that it's free flowing, that it is always moving, that there are, you know, there's not, you know, there are stoppages when there's a ball up, that sort of thing. But the game keeps moving. The clock keeps moving. There's action going on all the time. But when things like this happen, do you think, do you think that maybe they should be able to take a quick look at it on video and adjudicate things right there and then? Because, you know, when a player gets suspended, you know, let's say, for example, uh, you know, with let's go ahead and uh, and have uh, Plowman's incident. Let's say that uh, Lockie Plowman's incident happened to Mitch Duncan. OK, we're going to combine those two things. OK, so let's say that, that Plowman hit Duncan the way he did, like he hit O'Meara and, you know, and O'Meara left. Well, like, you know what? I don't even have to do that. O'Meara was concussed. He left the game, I believe. Okay, I believe he left the game. He was woozy. Um, you know, he gets suspended for a couple of games, but that doesn't help Hawthorne in that game. It helps the opponents of uh, of the Blues two games down the road, the next two games. So, you know, they may, you know, uh, they, whoever they're playing the next two rounds, it benefits them because they're not going to have to face that player. You know, so I, I wonder, again, this, I'm just putting this out here. I'm not advocating for this at all. Uh, there's no easy answer to this sort of thing. But, you know, soccer has the other card system, yellow card, red card, you're out of the game. Okay. Um, you know, the, the National Hockey League here in North America has uh, penalties that occur during the game where, where you know, the club, ha- the team has to go a man down. The player goes to a penalty, the penalty box for a few minutes. So instead of having, I think, six players on the ice, I think it's six, maybe seven. Like I said, I don't watch hockey. But let's say they have six or seven playing on the ice. They're down one person. So they have they have one less player on the ice to play defense against the other team. 
that would be something that would benefit the team that had just had the egregious action taken on them. Okay, and again, like I said, I'm not advocating this, but that might be something that would benefit the club who just lost a player to an injury. You know, and it's uh, it you know, it, it's interesting because as if you go back and you watch the Pickett hit on Starcevich, you know, the, the the Brisbane players begin going after Pickett, and the umpires are are hollering, "He's been reported! He's been reported!" That's all fine and dandy, but you know what? Those Brisbane players, after seeing that hit, are thinking to themselves, "Okay, he's been reported. I still want to kick his ass." Because of what he did. You know, sure, he's been reported. Guess what? I might get reported too. Now, hopefully it doesn't come to that because, you know, looking at the, the fighting that took place, uh, you know, years ago in uh, in footy, it's fun to go back and watch those things. But, you know, I and in the NHL, that sort of fighting still happens even today. And players end up getting, you know, major penalties where they're out of the game for long periods of time or they get suspended. Uh, for for multiple games, but they'll be out of the game that they're in as well. So I yeah, I don't know if there's an easy answer to this, but you know the bottom line, you know what Plowman did, reckless. What Pickett did, to me, pretty darn stupid. What Holman did, unfortunately, I don't know what else he can do there. Other than he made the tackle. Yes, you know, he he there was one arm free and then Duncan got one arm out in front of him. The other arm was kind of pinned back, but you 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 know, you may end up grabbing onto one arm as you're trying to dislodge the ball and get a free kick out of it. You know, as somebody mentioned on the little message board here, he was trying to get the ball. He was trying to get the ball back for the Suns and that's that's his job. You know, if if you legislate all of this stuff out of the game, I don't know what's going to happen to the game in the future. You know, I I haven't, you know, in the five years that I've been watching, I've not seen, you know, seismic shifts in terms of the way the game has been played. But for those of you who have been watching the game for 25, 30, 40 years, you know, you and I've seen some of the footage as well. You talk about, uh, um, yeah, I think Holman did get the free kick out of this. Yeah, because the ball did get dislodged. But, you know, you go back and you see some of that footage, you know, the 1989 grand final, for example. You know, the, the, the initial bounce and you go back and you watch that and I don't know who it was from, from Geelong just came and just crushed Dermot Brereton. I mean, just leveled him. That's, that's a lousy thing to have happen. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. The only problem was that his head hit the ground and he felt it, you know, but it's, You know, do we do away with tackling then? You know, I, I just, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I wonder what we do. Yes, concussions are an issue. In fact, my, my students at school in my, I teach a class called Contemporary History Through Film, and my students are wrapping up the year. We've watched all of the normal films that we, uh, um, yeah, it was payback with Dermy. Okay. <laughs> So I, I, I guess I need to go back and watch some of the previous games to see why that was warranted then. And, you know, but it was a much different game back then. Okay. Uh, but, I, you know, my film class, you know, we watch a lot of things that deal with, you know, going back to after the Korean conflict. And we look at things about the civil rights movement and the Vietnam conflict and uh, terrorism, things of that nature. But we'd finished up all of the films that we we're going to be watching, and I still had a couple days worth of class left. And I told the kids I'm always looking for films to bring into the class that I've not used before. 
and I gave them a couple of options and one that they were interested in. And it's actually the one I was hoping they would choose was the Will Smith movie called Concussion, which is about the uh, gentleman who's a uh, pathologist who is from Africa, who lived and worked in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And he was one of the first people to discover what we now know as CTE. And he discovered that in one of the Pittsburgh Steelers players who had had some some serious brain trauma throughout his 18-year career. And, you know, we know a lot about concussions. We, you know, but unless we're going to simply just end these games completely and 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 not play, you know, gridiron football, not play, you know, Australian rules football or not play rugby. And, and I think if you go back and you do the research, you might even find that there are more concussions that happen in soccer. Well, okay, what they think are, what they think are concussions, but they somebody just brushed up against them. Um, you know, so I just, I, I don't know. I just, I really just wonder what the, uh, what the game is going to be, uh, what the game's going to look like going forward here. Because I, I just, I don't know if they can go ahead and legislate all of this out of there. You know, you're going to have people who are, you know, who are going to injure themselves and have, uh, you know, soft tissue injuries pulling up from making what would have normally been a a regular tackle because they're worried about, you know, hurting the other player being suspended. So there's there's just so many different aspects to this. And like I said, it's unfortunate Mitch Duncan got a concussion. Now, what's even more unfortunate was that there, there were people who were going after him on social media, going after his wife on social media because he got injured and supposedly cost them money on a on a multi thing there from Ladbrokes or Sportsbet or whichever one. I, I don't I don't gamble on those kinds of things. I've I've never placed a bet on a sport. I've never been in a casino before. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a prude. I'm not trying to kind of sound sanctimonious or anything like that. But if you're going to wager, you know what? Keep it to yourself. That person did not tell you to place a bet on them. And it's it's a pretty lousy thing to, you know, to call, you know, players the names that they're being called and to say those kinds of things on social media. You know, I I I try to engage with with players on uh on social media and, and I try to do it in a positive light because one, to be honest with you, I'm hoping to be able to set some sort of a foundation that maybe I can have them on the podcast as a guest sometime down the road. But just you know, be decent to people, you know, and I don't know if these people are, you know, if they're, if they're drinking when they're setting these things out or they're just not thinking about it. Or maybe they're maybe they're doing it because they're they don't really mean it and they think that they can get some attention and it's going to get shown, you know, on social media and they can tell their buddies, hey, hey, I did that. I made up that fake Twitter account and I went ahead and did that. And if that's the case, find something else to do. Take your dog for a walk, you know, whatever the case may be. I just I just. Just be decent to people. That's that's just kind of crazy. Yeah, they are scumbags. You're right. Yep. Now, you know, the last thing I want to get to from this past week, and this is the one that everybody's everybody's been talking about. And, and there's a couple things that I've I've looked at at this, and I and I don't know. Uh, you know, if you know, first of all, yeah, you know, a couple things I guess from some of the games last week before we get into this. You know, there were a couple things that really just. Yeah, just jumped out at me. You know, Brisbane, Brisbane is just scaring the heck out of me. Okay, they are scaring the heck out of me. They've won what, what, six in a row. They started out one and three, and uh, they've not. They've you know Zach Bailey and uh, Eric Kipwood four goals apiece last week against Richmond. If this club 
figures out their goal kicking woes. Remember last year they were really struggling. They were kicking a lot of behinds. Uh, this year they're going to be kicking a lot of behinds, but they're going to be in their opponent's shorts if they continue doing what they're doing here. This is they're they're becoming they're becoming scary to watch, and and they're doing this. You know, as I'm going to mention in my tips here in a minute, they're doing it without their Brown defending Brownlow medalist in the, in the lineup. You know, they've got several other players that are that are out right now. They could uh, they could certainly be. Uh, um, you know, pushing to stay in the top four. They've been phenomenal here lately. Uh, but you know, the, the, and a couple of other things, you know, Rory Lobb had, had a huge game. You know, they, uh, you know, the, the Dockers lost, you know, Matthew you know, Tabiner to a leg injury. Again, I don't know where he's, whether he's going to be playing this week coming up or not, which, you know, I'll get into that with my tips this week coming up as well. Um, and Clayton Oliver had maybe the best game I've seen anybody have all year. I mean, he did everything he possibly could to help the Demons win that game. Okay, you know, he had, what, 38 disposals, three goals, you know, one behind, nine tackles, eight inside 50s, 13, 13 clearances. This guy had one of the best games I've ever seen a player have in the in the time I've been watching footy. And, it, you know, it wasn't quite enough, but that it was just so impressive on his part. And I uh, – um, I was just – like I said, I was just really impressed with him. And we're going to get into that, uh, into the tips here a little bit. Um, yeah, uh, if Danaher kicks straight, they're going to be on top. But yeah, but that gives them so many options, though. And then you've got, you know, you've got Charlie Cameron coming in, you know, being Brisbane's version of, uh, you know, Dusty Martin, not necessarily getting a lot of touches, but doing good things with those touches, like Tip and Woody does with Essendon. He doesn't touch the ball a whole lot, but when he does, he's usually putting it between the big the big posts. And uh, you know, we shall see what we shall see what goes on going forward here. But I, I want to get back to one last game. It was one of those uh, one point games here, and that was Adelaide and the D's. Okay, and this is another one of those games where the 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 league has come out and said, "Well, the umpires made a mistake." They should have called a uh, you know a free kick for the D's from that point where the ball went out of bounds. You know I uh, you know his handball. You know again I don't I don't have a horse in the race. I'm not a D's supporter. I'm not a, I'm not a uh, Crow supporter. But looking at that footage and you know watching it as slow as you possibly can, it sure does look like Murray's hand tried to strike the ball. Okay. Did it get hit by Luke Jackson? I don't know. He was he was the closest member of the D's there. You know, Tom Duday was, you know, coming up on it. Uh, as he, he said on uh, Channel 9, I think they were interviewing him. I think it was on Footy Classified. I don't watch that one often. I just happened to see uh, um, the uh, on YouTube. But, you know, he was heading towards the ball, and Duday said, you know, that he was calling for it. Was he? I don't know. But it, like I said, it, it looked like Nick Murray was trying to hit the ball with his left hand. Did he miss it? Possibly. But if you go back and watch that, I have one question for you. Where was the field umpire? Because I didn't see him anywhere around. And if you watch the boundary umpire, he comes sprinting along the boundary behind the play. So he couldn't see whether or not it had been a handball or not, You know whether or not it had been tipped. 
So maybe he made the assumption that it had been tipped, that he, that, yeah. Again, you know, I, yes, it's a split second thing in a game that is constantly in motion. You know, it, it, it sucks that, that, that a game was lost in this way. It's great that the game was won in this way, but you know, I, the boundary umpire was not in position. And again, I, I'm going to have to go back and watch again, but I didn't see the field umpire anywhere. And if he was anywhere, he was behind the play as well. Do you know who was in front of the play? The goal umpire. But this is something that I don't know as a relatively new fan of the game. Uh, can the goal umpire, or does the goal umpire, I should say, have the authority to tell the field umpire or the boundary ump, here's what I saw? Or are they simply there to adjudicate whether or not the ball has crossed the goal line, whether it is tossed, or whether or not it's touched one of the posts? Do they have any responsibilities above and beyond that? Now, I know that that's really important that they're, they're watching those things, especially when you've got you know, six or eight guys coming crashing at the goal to begin with. But they can't change their depth of field for just a split second and follow the ball and see where it is. Again, I don't know if that's a call that they're allowed to make. I don't know if they're, you know, I know that they call the, you know, the field umpire over to say, well, I think the ball touched the, you know, was touched off the boot. Can you verify that score review? Let's check it out. And they go to the, they go to the score review. Can the goal umpire and, 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 you know, leave me a note, shoot, shoot me a note on, uh, on my website or something like that. Cause I, I honestly, I don't know the answer to this question. Can the goal umpire intervene there and intervene there and say, you know what? I did see the ball get tipped off of Luke Jackson's hand, or I did not see it. And it looked as though it was deliberately struck towards going out of bounds because the boundary umpire was behind the play. He wasn't going to be able to make the call because he didn't see it. And again, I'm going to have to go back and watch again. Like I said, I don't remember seeing the, uh, the field umpire, in in the camera view now he may have been there and i just missed it but if he was there he was behind the play do we need to have one more field umpire on the ground do we need to have a fourth one i again i don't know the answer to that okay i'm not uh you know while while the league while the league is making you know cutbacks here and there i don't uh i don't you know think that uh, that they want to be adding in more costs doing that sort of thing okay but i just i i I'm looking at this and, I, and I'm really wondering, uh, you know, what's going to, what's going to, you know, come out of this. Are they going to get this kind of thing fixed? Are they going to have to go ahead and, uh, you know, figure out a way to make sure that these things don't happen. Now I did want to take a second here. I did have a, uh, a quick note from Tony Davis, who's a D supporter from here in the States. And my microphone just tipped over because I, I kind of rearranged some things on my desk here today. Cause I'm looking at my, all my text is on my television right now. I've got it projected up there, so it's a little easier to see because I've been looking at my computer screen at work all day today. So let's go ahead and... Uh... G'day, Craig. Tony Davis calling from Minnesota. Uh, keep the weekly tradition going here other than the fact that Melbourne lost this weekend. Uh, but 9-1, and one, uh, not going to um, concern me too much. Um, one point loss to the Crows, uh, who played very well. Uh, the you know winning in Adelaide is never real easy to do, um, and uh, they're a young team that are, are starting to pull it together. And they took on the game, and uh, Melbourne, um, you know, I thought three goals up with uh, five minutes to go would have been enough. But uh, give Adelaide credit; uh, they uh, they just kept fighting and taking chances, and and um, hard to feel poorly about that. Um, 
the controversial umpiring decision at the end of the game. Uh, yes, it was um, obviously wrong because the uh, EFL has come out now and said that that should have been paid as deliberate, um, which you would have given Melbourne a chance at a pretty tight angle to either tie, you know, draw the game or win it outright. Um, nonetheless, uh, you know, two thoughts on that. One, um, you know, there's decisions throughout games that happen, and I know that happened at, at the very crucial moment. Um, but you know, you can't you can't fall on that as being a reason why uh, Melbourne lost. Uh, but secondarily, I will say that this is the third time this year that an umpire hasn't got the the gonads to to make a tough, um, correct decision late in a game um, for a, a road team, and uh, I think that is a problem the AFL does have to address. You know, if you don't have the courage to to make the hard, tough decisions, uh, no matter what time of the game, but it's particularly late in the game, then you shouldn't be out there. So uh, I won't I want to finish on a negative note, but Melbourne they got uh, Brisbane and uh, and the Bulldogs coming up here in the next couple of weeks. That'll be tough. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Craig. All right, thanks, Tony, for sending off that message. And again, if you're listening, folks, and you've got some thoughts that you want to share. Uh, and you want to do it by message, you can certainly do that. If you go to yankonthefooty.com, there's a little red microphone button in the bottom right-hand corner, and I will definitely include that in uh, an upcoming episode. Or if I get enough of them, you know, I may just go ahead and do a, a uh, an episode of everybody's thoughts like that. So that would be uh, that'd be a great thing to do as well. So, but yeah, I wanted to get into my uh, my tips for this week. It's been uh, this week looks a little bit more on paper, a little bit more promising than some of the uh, the games of last week. But again, you know, last week proved me wrong because you know we had some dynamic games after all. Again, as I'd mentioned before, with you know, three games being decided by a total of four points. So you know, I went seven and two in my tips last week. I got the D's wrong, and I got the Eagles wrong. And you know, I I did see one person uh, in a tipping competition that I'm in that did tip the crows. So good on you on that one. I don't think a lot of people did that, but again, as Tony had just mentioned, it is tough to win in Adelaide. If you're not the, if you're the opposing club, if you're the visiting club there, because they've got a pretty decent uh, home ground advantage there uh, with their fans, kind of like at the, uh, at Opta stadium with the, uh, with the Eagles when they're there. So, the uh, you know, one thing I did see, and this is kind of a bummer for me, it might be advantageous for you, but I think that I saw mentioned uh, in the news this morning that uh, they're going to go ahead and start um, they're going to go ahead and, and, and start uh, changing the start times on the Friday night games. They're going to move it back from a 7:50 p.m. start time in Melbourne to 7:20, which you know, it's, it's great if you're in Melbourne because it get you know again gets you to the you know, gets the game over more quickly. Maybe if it's a uh, I guess it's not a school night for kids, but uh, gives you more time to get out to the to the bars and have some fun. Uh, unless you're a young player for some of the clubs, which maybe not such a good idea. Uh, but for somebody like myself, that means I've got to get up a half an hour earlier in the morning uh, for those being five twenty a.m. start times. So I guess that's just going to have to be my cross to bear there. Uh, But, you know, we start off with uh, arguably the game of the round. And 
maybe the game of the season at this point in time. You've got the Western Bulldogs and the Melbourne Demons at Marvel Stadium. And, you know, we're starting off this round with, you know, the 2021 version of Clash of the Titans, okay? You know, the Ds are back in, in Melbourne after their controversial loss. The Bulldogs have won three in a row. You know, they they drubbed the Saints this past week by well over 100 points. You know, you've got, you know, the Bulldogs have a pretty significant injury list still. You know, uh, yeah, Wood is out. Uh, is uh, Tim English going to be back? Not sure about that yet. They lost Adam Trelor, uh this week. Uh, he's going to be gone, I believe, for the next six to eight weeks. He had ankle surgery. Uh, you know, the D's are relatively healthy at this point in time. And, you know, I think they're going to have – this is going to be a great game. This is going to be one of those games that's going to be an instant classic right here. And it's a toss-up. But I think the D's are a little frustrated about what happened to them this past week. And I'm not saying they want it more. I'm not saying that at all. But I think they're going to take this one by a goal. Okay, I've got the D's winning this one by six points. Now, we move on to the MCG. And, and, and I'm going to get into the uh, the situation that's going on with uh, the the return of COVID in, uh, in Melbourne here in just a moment. Uh, but, uh, you know, as of right now, you know, you've got Collingwood hosting Geelong at the MCG. You know, the Cats have won four out of five. Looking at you, Sydney, uh, and they've been playing some pretty solid footy. You know, they've uh, they uh, they've got somebody I think that's going to be able to step in into Mitch Duncan's uh, spot. He's already been out there on the ground. Uh, you know, Quentin Narkel had a monster game last week for the for the Cats, and you know it's at the right time for him because I believe he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. So the Cats are going to have to make a decision on whether or not he's going to be back. Hopefully he will be. Uh, you know, there's going to be an opportunity, a lot of opportunity for him to shine again here. You know, the Pies, they've got one of the best rucks in the competition. You know, the Cats, I just have to admit it, the Cats' ruck position, it's not been good since I've been watching the club. You know, you had Zach Smith out there. You had Darcy Ford. You had Wiley Buzza. You've, you know, you've had Reese Stanley. Now you got a Sava Rodaglia. And, maybe, you know, and, and Mark Blitzavs as well. You know, which then, you know, harms your your defense by not having him back there so you know i i you know grundy's gonna grundy's probably gonna win the hit out battle against anything the cats throw out there more than likely but the cats midfield is going to be able to compensate for that i think and they're going to get clearances that that you know otherwise they may not have been able to get so i think the cats win this one handily despite the fact that the ruck situation is gonna is tipping so favorably in uh in Collingwood's uh, direction, I've got the Cats winning this one by 15. Okay, I got the, them winning this one by two and a half goals. It might be more than that, but it, you guys know my philosophy on this. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and say, well, that game's gonna be a 60 point or a 70 point or a 40 point. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. The next game this weekend, we've got uh, Brisbane's back at the Gabba, and this is arguably the second big clash of the weekend. Okay, GWS is heading up to. Uh, to Queensland to face the, the Lions and uh, you know the Giants they've got injuries all over the field. They have they are they've got a ton of injuries but they've still found a way to win games. You know no Canelio, no Toby Green, you know they they've still found a way to win games. They've uh they knocked off the Eagles last week. Now again the Eagles were traveling. 
know, the Lions, they seem to be a, a club on a mission at the moment here. They've won six in a row. Like I'd said, you know, they started out one and three looking at you Geelong. If I'm going to call out the Sydney situation with the missed call, I guess I have to call out the Geelong situation with the missed call. Okay. Uh, you know, Brisbane is fun to watch. They're athletic. Their goal kicking is improving. And if it continues to improve, look out. I mean, they, they, they might become the favorites to win the premiership if that's the case, because they do so many things. Well, uh, you know, so I think that the, the lions win this one by 13 points. Okay. Then we head off to Marvel for one of the games that is, you know, a couple of the, the clubs lower on the ladder. You've got St. Kilda who have fallen mightily uh, and North Melbourne. And, uh, you know, the Saints just got demolished last week by the Bulldogs, okay? And, you know, North Melbourne got blitzed by one of the highest-scoring clubs in the comp, okay? But I still think in the great grand scheme of things, North Melbourne's needle is pointing north. I think that that's a club that is on the rise. Um, You know, I... I, 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 Saints, I think should win it, but this is, this is one of my upset games of the round. Okay. I am, uh, I think they're going to put forth, dare I say, another noble effort. Yeah, I said it. Uh, and, uh, they're going to go ahead and beat St. Kilda by eight points. Okay. Like I said, I, this is one of my upsets of the week here. Okay. I, I think it's going to happen. Now, the next game, the uh, the Suns and the Hawks head up to Darwin, to Teal Stadium. And, and, you know, both of these clubs are really struggling. You know, Gold Coast uh, have been free-falling as late. They've got a lot of talent on that club. They just haven't put it together. And the Hawks, for those of you that are listening in the States, here's a little flashback for you. Okay, the Hawks, uh, in the words of a classic commercial here in the United States, recently stated, I've fallen, but I can't get up. They're really, really struggling. Okay. I, I do think the Suns right now have a better list than the Hawks do. But the Hawks do still have Clarko in their coaching box. Does he have enough up his sleeve to beat them? I don't know. Uh, I think that the Suns are going to take this one by 11 points. Okay. I think that I, I think the Suns, this is in many ways kind of like a home away from home for them. I think the Suns go ahead and take this one. And, uh, get themselves righted again here. Then we head out to uh, to Optus Stadium. And we've got the Eagles hosting Essendon. And this this is uh this is another one of those games that I'm 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 wondering about here. You know, still a lot of injuries on the Eagles side. You've got some people coming back, but still a number of people out. Yeah, they're back in front of their raucous crowd. Hopefully, they've got they're able to get a full house there. Uh, they always play well with their adoptive stadium. Now, the Bombers are they're kind of an enigma. Okay, they're they're it's a very interesting group this year. I don't know. I don't know if you've looked at the uh, at the the ladder at all, but did you know that there's only one club in the comp that has scored more points in Essendon? Only one. The Bulldogs are the only team that have scored more points in Essendon this year. I was stunned to see that. I mean, I knew they'd been sco- you know scoring a lot of points, but I didn't realize it was that huge. I mean, they've got a really decent percentage, 
for where they happen to be on the ladder. I mean, they're they're down at number 11 on the ladder, but their percentage is 105. Of course, they're also at a position where only four clubs have given up, given up or allowed more points than they have. And those clubs are all down at the bottom of the ladder. Okay. Now, I just have this sneaky feeling here. Okay. And again, I, these, this is the Bombers telling me, hey, Yank, you're an idiot. You tipped us 17th on your ladder at the beginning of the season. We're not 17th. This is my upset special number two of the week. I've got Essendon knocking off the Eagles at Optus Stadium by nine points. Okay, I just I think they're going to outscore them. You know, I, I just I they're scoring from all over the field as well, all over the grounds as well, and I I just have a hunch that they're going to go ahead and, and take this one. You know, the Eagles are they've got some injuries, they're reeling a little bit. They're 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 not the Eagles that we've seen in the past. They might be that before the end of the year, but I think Essendon kind of inches their way back up towards contention and getting close to the eight. They're not going to be there yet, of course, but I think they're going to get close. Then we move on to the uh, the matchup at the MCG. Okay, and and I told you I was going to get back to this one. I'm sorry to hear about the the new breakout of cases that have popped up in Melbourne of COVID cases that have popped up. Uh, it sounds uh, over the last couple of days um, that a handful of cases have have arrived or have shown up. And that they are actually having, you know, a lot of testing going on. I think it was uh, somebody saying that there were a bunch of people from the Port Adelaide and Collingwood game who went to the games that are supposed to get to be getting tested because somebody was at the game who was tested positive. Now, last week after the things went on with uh, the the Tigers supporters, and I'm going to go ahead and use the term because I, I I have it on good authority that I was using it properly. The Tigers supporters were whinging about the fact that they had to play at Marvel Stadium the audacity of the AFL telling them to do that. I joked on Twitter and some people thought it was funny. Nobody really called me out and said I was a jerk or anything like that about it. But I joked that maybe the AFL, I said, wouldn't it be funny if Gil McLaughlin sent off a note to the Tigers and said, you know, you guys are down at number nine on the ladder right now. The Crows are number 13 or so on the ladder right now. You're playing at the 100,000 seat stadium, the MCG. We've got the number one and two team on the ladder playing at Marvel. They're both local. So we're going to go ahead and swap and send the Bulldogs and the D's to the MCG. And we're going to send you back to Marvel Stadium to play in the smaller ground because Adelaide's not going to bring a big crowd there. And we might put 90,000 people in the stands for the Bulldogs and the D's. I was kidding about that. Okay. Uh, but if there aren't any fans in the stands this week, Who's going to be uh, who's going to be the person that's responsible to re to remind Damo that he's actually coaching his club at the MCG this week in an empty stadium? Somebody going to let him know that? You know the Crows they're 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 uh, they're flying high they're 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 excited about their win the win that according to them that they earned and again that's certainly debatable Tony doesn't think that's the case but it's certainly debatable. Uh, I think this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. You know my head says go with the Tigers at home. My heart thinks that the Crows might be ready to take another big scalp. They've already knocked off the uh, the D's. They knocked off the Cats in the opening round. My head's gonna my head's gonna take precedent here. I got the Tigers winning this one by ten points. 
I just think the Tigers figure out how to get it done at home this week. Okay. Despite all of the things that they're, uh, that they're having happening and all of this, you know, the, the stuff now that uh, sounds like Shea Bolton supposedly exacerbated the situation at this nightclub. And again, I don't, I don't know enough about all that stuff that's going on here, but I, I just, I, it's a little disappointing, but I think the Tigers take this one. Okay. Now we're off to the SCG for the, uh, the Swans and the blues. Okay. The Swans are back home, but they've lost three out of five. Now, according, of course, two of those by less than two goals combined. Okay. You know, the Blues, they, they beat the Hawks last week, uh, in, in some cases, literally, uh, if you want to really look at it that way. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, that the, the Swans have been playing some inspired footy in many cases. Yeah, they lost this past week. You know, Tom Hickey has been out there just gutting it out, coming back from that PCL injury after only missing one round. You know, Buddy had a monster game last week on the road. He's going to be coming home this week. Will he play? Probably. He seems to be healthy. They're trying to get him to 1,000 goals. They're trying to stay in the top eight. I think the Swans take this one by 14 points, okay? The Blues have a lot of talent, but I think the Swans are are, are a better team right now. And the last game of the round is Port Adelaide and Fremantle. And Port, they squeaked by the pies last week at the MCG. 59-58. Just got by them, okay? uh, It was an exciting but a very low-scoring game. The Dockers, they bounced back after having lost three in a row. They're having a problem kicking goals. Uh, this is this is a game that on paper, Port Adelaide should win. They're at home. Strong home crowd. Play well at home. Now, that being said, I was really tempted to tip the Dockers here. This was going to be my third hunch of the weekend, okay? I can't do it, though. You know, if this if I was doing this a little bit later in the week and I knew who was or who was not playing, I might have a different... Uh, tip for this, you know, you know, we watched, you know, Matthew Taverner go off the game, you know, having tweaked, I'm not sure if it was an ankle or a knee, but he left the game, did not come back on. You know, if he plays, you know, I think the Dockers might have a shot at, at possibly shocking Port Adelaide because, you know, Port's midfield has not been great this year. They've not been great at all this year, but, you know, I, I, if he doesn't play, I think Port Adelaide wins this one. I think they take it by seven points. Of course, like I said, I won't be shocked if I'm wrong on this one. Because I, I think that, you know, because, again, I tip the Dockers to be in the eight this year. So I've I got to start tipping them to win some games to actually get there. Although I've kind of gone away from that. I'm not tipping for the sake of trying to, you know, have my ladder be correct. Because, again, they're going to still play the games and whatever happens on the grounds is what's going to happen. It's just because I tip it doesn't mean it's going to happen. But I think, you know, Fremantle played a pretty inspired game this past week. So I think, you know, at home, though, Port's going to be a little bit too strong. Now, Chris, I know you said you wanted to hop on here. So let me go ahead and... uh send you out a quick little invite here so we can get you on there there so it should be coming to you and we'll get you up and on the air here in just a second there sir you're gonna tell me where i'm wrong aren't you that's okay that's why i do this because i want i want to talk to people While Chris is uh, getting signed on there, I wanted to take a real quick uh, minute. And I was going to mention this in my closing, but this would be a good time to put it in here. I wanted to give a big shout out to uh, Brettley Wilford on Twitter. Brettley, that video that you sent, I haven't watched all of it yet, but that was absolutely fantastic. He sent off a uh, a video of a, of a British gentleman who did a like a, a virtual reality tour around the MCG, and it, it was absolutely phenomenal. And again, I'm somebody who's not been to any of the grounds before. 
I've not been to Australia. I, I'm hoping to get there someday. That was really neat to see the uh, um, that really needed to see what was going on at the at the MCG inside inside the ground. So I appreciate you sharing that with me. Okay, yeah, you got to push the button then. I think you should be ready to go then. Because I've already sent you the invite. I think you just need to push the button to get on there then. I don't think it's... Uh... Maybe I can do that then. Okay. I think I did it that way, just a little different there. I spent sent the uh, the invite there that way. That might work better that way. That's the first time I've actually tried clicking on that button to bring you on then. So maybe that will work for us then. There we go. Okay. I think you might be on here now. There we go. Yeah, I am. How you doing, Chris? Hey, hey, I'm on. Hey, go. You are are you doing well? Yeah, yeah, good. I'll just move to I think will be better. Yep, yeah, yeah, good. No, no, I'm not not going to uh, say you're wrong or anything like that. Um, <laughs> not, nothing like that at all, mate. No, no, no um, it, can you hear me all right? Yep. Can you hear me all right now? I can hear you all right. Are you? Yep. Okay. Are, yeah, are you no, running no, a marathon gonna... right now? No. <laughs> I was wondering if you were running a marathon doing, right I now. Something and, then, and then, then I realized she said I was going to be on. So, so I, and then I thought, shit, it might be in a bad location. So I've moved just a few. So we're on there. So. All, All right. We got the right so, now. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't going to. Um, just um, what I just thought was that um, – Everything looked all right. Like everyone, I think thought the tackle looked okay. Like, but until Mitch's head hit the hit the ground, and of course they got they've gone like since they started with danger with this concussion thing, which um, I, I thought you know, that's my problem always with the MRO. It's 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 a it's a it's a bit of centimeters, millimeters here or there. You know, what I mean, with their, their template where they've got and. <laughs> When with Mitch, for example, I think he thought he was all right too until he got up and then he started shaking around and then, of course, goes to the yeah. doctor now. The doctor analyzes, and if you're out, you're out. So you're not even out for that half of the game. You're out for next week. So he missed the Collingwood match on Saturday. So, yeah, so, you know, look, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it is one of those things. And I think a lot of people, you know, looked at the tackle. See, what, what he did too, when you watch it in different angles too, you do get different things. Um, he lunged at him to, to reach him, and I think he went really low. And uh -huh. he almost got to the legs or so, I think, if you do watch it in different angles. Not that I really paid that much attention until a lot of people started to talk about and stuff. But, you know, it's just one of those things. How many do we have of them? We have a lot of different ones in a lot of different MRO decisions and stuff. That one with the one you are talking about earlier, the Brisbane one, where, you know, it's, it's interesting people's uh, opinions and stuff, even the commentators. I feel the media has a lot of um, influence too on the decision-making with what takes place. Like, 
Um, the, the bit about the Duncan anyway is that he's out for, for a match because because concuss. Now, what I'm trying to say, I'm not attacking you, I'm not attacking uh, anyone that sort of has that opinion with saying that's a fair decision. I'm looking at the MRO as far as how they look at it, as far as their consistency with, with the uh, concussion rule, like... They stamped on it with uh, Dangerfield. Made, made, I thought they made a really gave him a really hard time over, and I thought he was pretty poorly done by with what happened with him being a spokesperson for the association of the you know, people. And oh, I didn't think he did much wrong myself in that one. I thought it just it was just an accident where the heads just clashed. That's all. And, and then he said he defended himself, which used to be fine going into to a pack. So. Yeah, when you change rules and you change and everything like that, things change. And, and you've got to remember, Craig, too, these are going at a 1,000 mile an hour. When we're watching and right, stuff right. like that, watching everything, not not us, but the, the people that adjudicate in Christensen, it's going at slow motion. Like, if, if you played it, if you played the way it is and you looked at it, you go, what, what happened there? You wouldn't be able to see all this stuff. So if they wanted the millisecond, whatever it goes, that's a whole different story. And my, my whole point had always been, like I said the first time I was on the podcast, that's what I was talking about, the MRO, the inconsistencies. It's not really to the people, to the players. It's all set up like a, a jury, like a court system, you know. And, and to right. me, it should be set up for the players right. the way the game is, mate, the way the game is out there. But it's not. And... You know, I know that it'll never change and stuff like that. My argument, too, is that when Hocking, they put Hocking in, they should have got him to look at the MRO because they kept the template with it. All they did was change Christensen in from three or four people down to him to make an adjudic. Basically gave him to say, here, here you go, here, here, here's what you do. Now, I don't think he really looked at it. I think you need to have a whole look at the system. But I think whatever you have, you're always, it's always going to be a complicated process. It always has been. And it's always been, people have always been a bit confused with the way incidents gone. Because you can, I'll give you another one. The one after the, the Dangerfield one was the next one to go, whatever his name was for, um, Frio, whatever. Um, he, he, he did one um, very similar. People said it looked worse. Now he got two matches. Now, don't you got three? And I said, how can he only get two when don't you look worse right, than what right. don't you did? So, yeah, so I, mean, that's the first I wondered that as well. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, and I think you'll go through all these ones. Every one different one you could go through, and different have different opinions too. With, I mean, people have different opinions on. You know what I mean? How they how they see now. When you look, listen to a lot of Christians and what he has to say, you sort of go, "Oh, is that the way he sees it?" So I mean, it's a bit like the umpiring too. I've seen the difference of the changing of the rule where that changes. How many of them have we had close to the the match? The Melbourne one, the Geelong, the the Brisbane one. You know close or, or the interpretation of, the, of going out of bounds to, to they call it sometimes and they don't or they get sucked in by the crowd. So this has gone on a fair bit. I've, all, I've even put on that Robbo program to put the same, why don't you just get an umpire ahead of the umpire in and just say how they see the umpiring decisions because at least that'll clarify things as far as people see things because I think a lot of people are confused about the holding the ball rule. They've changed that. Like, you know, they've changed the way they first start umpiring to what it is now and you get you get something, you know, it's, it's there, it's there. So I thought, why don't you get mate the umpires on, or head umpire, and just get him to say, how did you see this one? How did you see this one? Now, I know, I know that's not going to change or anything like that, but at least right, it gets right. it out there, how they see it. But anyway, he hadn't taken that. He just sort of kept on about it on his program. And then he was going on about that that Richmond young fella. That, that young Richmond fella, as far as I see, I've seen him in play, Craig, right? He's a real stir, little bastard. Like, I, 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 I should, I'll stop swearing. <laughs> I'll stop swearing. But... 
Hey, hey, I have this. In, <laughs> I have marked this as explicit. So you, 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 if you want to swear away, you go ahead and swear away. I don't care. No, 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 no. no. All I'll say is, and I'll hold my tongue, is that I've seen him play some matches, and he gets under the toe of the opposition. He does something really smart to him. He grabs their head and throws it down the ground. And I've seen a couple of times I felt, I'll grab your head, mate, and see you like it. So I can just imagine, and, and they've said everything in the nightclub, it was he was going in defence for his mate, as in Rioli, about his missus mm-hmm. and stuff. But it, he's the sort of bloke, as soon as I heard that, I thought, oh, I've, I've watched him play a couple of times. And, of course, he's a talent. He's a very, yeah, you know, he is what he is. But I've also watched that attitude with him, and I thought, he doesn't need to do that. I said, one day he'll get he'll get his own back. Don't worry about that. And every time he, he's, he's got a free kick against him for doing that, he, he, he doesn't need to do it. You know what I mean? He grabs, he grabs, and he grabs, and he throws, the, right, he throws right. the person down the ground real smart, you know? And I've said it not just once or twice. And we did it to Geelong, I think. I think it was just about to do it to our young Guthrie, and I thought, yeah, you pick, you, you do it. Well, whoever he did it, he was about to do it to him. We, we played him, and we, we had it all over him. But, but you know, I've seen it, I've seen it not just once or twice. Anyway, I'll get off it. That's just my little, you know, bit on that, on him. And well, he, of course, he's a terrific. Um, let me ask, he's, let he's, me he's, ask you. Let me ask you a question while I've got you here, and you might be able to answer this for me. Am I? I asked about whether or not you know the situation that happened with Adelaide and with uh, the D's um, with Nick Murray's handball. Are are the goal umpires allowed to have any say so on that? Because he had the best angle on that. Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to. They're supposed to come in, and a lot of the commentators do say a lot of time. What the, what are the umpires and what do they say? Even an ordinary like whether it's a goal or a point or out of bounds, they're supposed to you know all that section that they do. They are supposed to come into it, but they don't seem to. They stay out of the limelight like that. Maybe for their own good, I don't know. But but you know, I sent, I think the central umpire is supposed to make a decision. I suppose it's there. It's it's one of those ones that it's a bit like the Geelong Brisbane one. It probably should have went the Brisbane way. This one probably should have went. The other way too. Probably should have went. Well, that's but you know it, that's like the one between, between Geelong and Sydney. Uh, but yeah, yeah, another, another, there's another one. See, see, see what I mean? We're, we're not even, we're not even. Um, there you go. So yeah, there you go. There's another one. So there's so many of them that have that have. Uh, there, there you go. There's one where uh, this popped up. So. You know, you know, it's it's the way it's the way it's gone. The season's gone, and and unfortunately, some of the sides end up on the wrong end of the side of the on on the slide. We yeah, we, I forgot that one about Geelong. I was in the yeah. Well, I've still forgotten it. Um, I, I know it was there, but it's still it's still still a block in the end. But but um, yeah. So I remember the Brisbane one because it couldn't stop him. Brisbane was still whinging about that one. Um, right, but. Um, the tackle and the tackle, whether it was you know holding the ball, he should have paid it, um, you know this sort of thing. And then Brisbane won one. I think they won the next week. Yeah, they did. They started their run. Look, I think Brisbane with with Brisbane, they look very attractive side crying, But I think they'll get tested as it goes on. I think I think once the midfield works, they look a really good side. Um, I think if you stop their midfield, you're on your way against them. And of course, what makes them better if if they've got a forward? Now that forward. Dana, he's, he's very talented, but geez, if he could just kick straight, they, they would be, um, and they all clicked 
one night. Like he clicked. Like he, he would be what you said earlier. And I think Rainer's got a little more confidence just with him being there. So, and of course, they haven't got that Neil there. They've not even gone just as good without him. But anyway, McCluggage has played a lot better. Zorko's taken the captaincy the way what he should. So, yeah, they look very good when they're running. They looked like very good last year too. So, and at home too. I think they look a better side naturally. Also, every side does when they're at home. So, you know, time and time. I mean, all the sides are up there. It's all, you know, Western Bulls are the ones that probably is, is and Melbourne have been probably the standouts is, is in form. Um, definitely Melbourne yeah. last week until they yeah. got beat. They, they still would have been undefeated. So, and everyone was talking about them. But it's it's still early days really, even though it is what the 10th or 9th they're going into. Well, we, we, we have this game and then we're going to the bye. And I think um, the horrid bye for us, Craig, we got not, we don't want to talk about the bye, but maybe forget about the bye. Um, like Geelong's record's bone, but yeah, so yeah, that's my bit, mate. So, well, um, think about you know, think about the games that they have coming up after the bye as well. That is an well, well that's well, an absolute one, one is, buzzsaw. Port Adelaide, Port Adelaide, I think, and they got us last year. I could be wrong. Just look if you ever get that thing that says and says who we have, if it's Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide got us after the bye in 2019. No, that's not last year, 2019, when we were 10, 10, 10, 1. So, and I kept mm-hmm. saying to them, I kept saying, be ready after the bye, ready after the bye. And they weren't. And he just, they just done a job on us over at Port. So I was really wild about that. But, but we haven't, we haven't had a good record. But anyway, that's in the past. It's, 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 everything, cha- everything changes week to week, Craig, I find with this. You can't really take that much. It's, it's a, like, I'd be hard to be a tipster like you're doing it. Oh, I did that once with with a family thing, and then like, oh, I tell you what, that's bloody hopeless. You know what I mean? The more you knew, I think, the worse your tips. I mean, it, it's 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 a a week by week proposition. All the sides, although, um, now if you don't oh. come to play and you, and that pressure game, you know, bring that pressure game. Any side can be any side really on their day or night. And, um, yeah, you see with Geelong what they did to Richmond, but you right, see what right. they do when they play a lower side. We we we, we don't, we're not there. We're not. We're not mentally there, you know. We, we, we just have this thing, you know, um, they're lower than us. So that's, that's, that's there. It's, it's a weakness. But I suppose if you can get away with it and you play your top sides and you get there in the end, well, people would say, well, so what? But anyway, it's, it's, it's something there. And to me, it's the pressure game if you can bring that with all the sides and who, who can do that over, you know, the length of time of the four quarters is you going to win. And the centre line, the centre line's just so important. In, in yeah. any side, you can see how... Yeah. Who wins that? And the one goes last quarter, back and forth, back and forth. Who's going to who's going to end up on top? It comes really come down to the last. You know, it can go right down the last minute. So that's why I've always been so strong about the midfield with with Geelong and, and their ruckman and stuff. We've never had a strong one since Ottens in their premierships and stuff. They've never really um they haven't really managed things as far as. But anyway, that's a separate that's a separate um, uh, issue in itself. Um, yeah. But, well, um, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at the fixture right now. Yeah, they come back off the bye and they go to Adelaide for Port Adelaide. Then they're home for the Bulldogs and they go. Then they go up to the Gabba. So that's wow. The schedule makers did not do them any favors. Of course, then they've got you know by then they've got they've got Essendon right after that. And the way Essendon is is playing, you know that that game that game could that game could be 150 to 142. <laughs> But but Essendon are un, you know, I get they're, they're unpredictable Essendon as far as they've got they're, they're an unknown source, you know what I mean? But yeah. he hasn't coached that bad, that bloke I think that's took but over. As the good news the good news, they do close out the season. The last three the last three games are all at uh 
Cardinia Park, the Giants, the, the Saints, and the D's. Yeah. So they've got they've got oh, those last. These won't be easy, and um, that'd be a hard game. But 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 sometimes it's anyway. Anyway, there's one way up. But this is going through them. It's interesting, yeah. What what they do have, and and, and it's just say you can look too far ahead too. Like 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 I mean, where you think they're going to sit. Although you have to win those early games. If, right, you know, right. I always said win as many right. games as ten out of ten to get yourself in a in a reasonable sort of. If you, if you get a challenge to top four, a lot of people are talking about Richmond, can they make in the top four? And they're saying if they don't, they still reckon they're going to be a threat. So that's an interesting topic in itself to see. But I wouldn't doubt Richmond one little bit, especially when you get all those players back in the centre. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah. they're, they're, always, yeah, gonna yeah. Be, they're always going to be a threat. I, I, I wouldn't, I'm like you. I, I look at them and, and once they don't worry about the score, but they just worry about this system, what they need to do. And mm-hmm. um, I'd always, I would never, ever put them, I think you've got to really beat them what Geelong did for, for four quarters and play the ball and pr- pressure. Um, that's what you have to do and k- keep the ball off them. Too many sides, they give them the ball. Don't don't kick down the line. Don't kick it down the line and keep it off them. Like, keep the ball away from them because they just love it. They love it. The more helter-skelter it is, they love it. They love that stuff. Yeah. You've seen that game re- where they won. They're really good at that. Down. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, yep. they're better than in any side I've ever seen and, and they're trained to do it. But anyway, that's Richmond. And I think it's shown us how to beat Richmond. The, the comps, the sides of the beating it's shown that you can actually beat them. This is the this is the blueprint how to beat them. But you've got to be good enough on the night or the day, and, and you've got to bring the pressure game, and you've got to be fair to them for four quarters. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll get you. Don't worry about that. You can, right. I, when I watched that last game with Richmond, I said I said one or the other one. I said I said, hang on, if, if they sit back the side, they'll come over the top of them, and they did. I said they, they've got to keep attacking, got to keep attacking. It was uh, it was the Giants, the Giants. I said, I said, the Giants, you got to keep going, got to keep going. They stopped. They had the game early. They stopped, and then Richmond just kept. It, it, one of those sides, you did, you, you got you got to nail them. You got to keep going. You can't stop. Other sides, you might be able to get away with it, but not them. That, that's the way they play. And they're yeah. in the Premier, so yeah. So that's that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's uh, yeah. And until you know, and you can't you can't be the best until you knock them out. I I keep using the analogy right. that. Uh, that they that 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 Richmond is like a vampire, and until some or, vampire, or, 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 yeah, yeah, it's they're the heavy white, they're the heavyweight uh, boxer, and you're gonna not, they're not out to you giving the KO blow on your your said, your right? But then, but they can they can come back for another fight. What I was saying with the vampire though, until you drive a stake through the vampire's heart to kill it, <laughs> the vampire is gonna keep coming back, you know. And and this That's year, to, you know, to me, this year is. You know, when round 23 ends, if Richmond is number nine on the ladder, the vampire hunter did his job. Well, 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 well yeah, well, that's right. And then people will say, well, he's, not, then, yeah, well, that's right, number nine. I think you're saying, aren't you? No, that's right. That's right. So, exactly. But I don't think they'll be number nine, do you? I, th- I think they'll be somewhere. They probably might, they might not be top four because of where they are at the moment. That's the only thing that can stop them. Right. If you get right. those players back and, and, they, and they get on a run. I, they're, they're, we'll, we'll just wait and see. Anyway, I, I hope you know. I, I barrack for the other side when you see him because I think we just had a gut full of Richmond. Anyway, but anyway, um, <laughs> that's 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 how you get. That's how you get when you see a side dominate. They all do it. Do every side that dominates the comp. They all. I, I even found it here in Mackay here with uh, Geelong and stuff. I couldn't believe um, all these ones carrying on. About Geelong, I thought, what a Geelong, Geelong, a nice, simple sort of countryside. And all these girls and out one night, they're all 
it's like crucifix one to stab the bastards. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, like, oh, yeah, what are you, what are you on about? You know, I had to sort of switch yeah. over, not switch over, yeah. but play it cool just to, just to play, just to play dumb. And I thought, what, what would I say if I wanted to let go of what I think he is? Like, the sort of Hawthorne supporters and the attitude, the attitude they had, you know, like, you know, they hated Geelong, but was, I think they hated Geelong because their success, any side that's sort of up there for a long time, you have, you have some supporters that, uh, the Scott boys, for example, they, they haven't been very popular found up here either, like with maybe because of the way they played, you know. Um, there's a lot of ones that just didn't have time for them or as soon as they Scott, say Scott boys, oh, they just they just got a bad word for them. But that's 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 what you get. Oh, the thing about Mitch Duncan too, like, you know, you know, yeah, those ones that talk them, so they'll, mate, they got all these bets on or they got whatever they must have had or the multi, whatever they got. Oh, I don't know whether I'm not a betting person. But, you know, well, how low are you to, to start saying, well, it's even death threats or something his wife come in and say, like, how right, low right. is that? I mean, that's just like, oh, I mean, we're yeah, talking it's, footy. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, I mean, that, that's yeah. just a, a selfish sort of thing about me, 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 me. And, and then, you, then you're criticising the bloke's just got knocked out. He's got, he's got concussed. He can't yeah. play for yeah. – it's not his fault. He probably would have jumped back on him and probably not know where he is, but he still would have – he still looked as though he wanted to come back on. But when you saw him walk, he couldn't walk. He didn't know where he was at. But it's not his fault. I mean, that, that's a ruling. It's out of his – you know, he's, it's nothing to do with him, really. The poor bugger, that's just the way it's gone. But, but mm-hmm. that's just low. Like, that's what you have. And, and these people that bet – excessively or whatever they're riding on, you know, if they had Mitch Duncan for so many possessions or whatever it was, you know, and coming out and being so what, what they've had to say or, or, or death threats, so that's just, that, that goes into another area. I mean, it's that's just not on. I mean, there's words for them which I, I won't say on this program. Yeah, I just, it's... Oh, uh, don't yeah, I... <laughs> and as, as I was I'm saying, you know, my... Not. The reason, you know, I'm... You know, when I reach out to somebody, you know, you know, that's that's involved in the game, I'm, you know, I, I'm, de- you know, the the whole honey and vinegar approach where you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. I mean, I'm, I mean, I have a, I have a, you know, a self interested reason why I'm doing it because I'm, I'm hoping that I can, you know, develop, a, you know, not necessarily a relationship, but get somebody that would say, oh yeah, yeah, I'll come on your podcast. I mean, that's why I was, I was so thrilled when the new D's president, Kate Roffey, decided, you know, said she would come on. I, I was stunned that she said yes, first of all. And it was, you know, and I was very pleased that she did. And, uh, you know, and it was, uh, I had a lot of, I was very nervous talking to her starting out, but I had a lot of fun with it. And just, you know, it seems like a very, very nice lady. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose the only thing I'd say is all you, all you can do is put it out to those or whoever you, whoever you would love to have on your podcast. Right, right. And, and just, all that size now, it's an amazing. I know I'm not giving you much. Um, well, that, up yeah. here, but all you can do, all what, you can do is put it out there, isn't it? Yeah, and that's why I'm, you know, once I've made that kind of a connection, you know, that I'm hoping, yeah. you know, that sometime down the road I can go back to somebody like that and say, hey, <coughs> excuse me, do you think you could put in a good word with such and such about possibly coming on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's But you know, that's that's, that's also something that I don't want to. You know, that's that's something I don't want to go to that well too many times, and and you know, and yeah. and wear out my wear out my you know, welcome there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, so you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feel as though you're pushing yourself up. Okay. Right, right, yep. Well, hey, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up for tonight, okay? Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't think I was going to get on. I, I put that on there, and then 
that I was doing something, and then I heard you say, "Well, I was, yeah, I was." I figured once I started working on the uh, tips, I was going to go ahead and work through those, and then come back to you there. And I and I didn't put that on the message board. I should have put that on the message board, but uh, it seemed really heavily, yeah. heavily consumed in the, in the tips. So I thought, well, I didn't worry, but I was just listening to what what you're doing, and then uh, I put stuff on there earlier. So I, I just just go off the flow, mate. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. You know, I, I love having you come on. I, I love talking with you about the game because uh, you're somebody who I, I has an absolute passion about it. Be, I wasn't going to be angry with what you want, what I put on Twitter and that. Like, I, no, I no, no, I know. Opinions. It's, it's even healthy to have different opinions. Well, I have that opinion because um, it, unless they're real thickheads like we have on some of ours um, and they're just, you know, what you've got, they, they see one point, that's it. But I, I, I really feel that people that uh, actually have a broader mind and can see both opinions, I, I think it's quite, it's quite, it's a learning process both ways. But um, I, I, I just thought with that one, what, what I've said, I'm not going to go over that again because that, that, that's that'd be boring, boring as. So, um, but, but I wasn't, I wasn't, um, oh no, this is no, I don't agree with that. This is the ways that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. Um, it was, it was just, I thought, I think it was just the last bit of that tackle where it landed, where he landed his head, and unfortunately landed on the head, uh, the, right, on right. the, on the ground, and, and, and unfortunately, look, the, the other part of it is, there's a lot of um, uh, ones that happen, and, 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 and what happens with the MRO, it's whether or not, they check the medical, um, cry, whether or not the person is concussed or not. Now, there's a lot of ones that happen um, way before this, and they've got a way of, and nothing's come of it, and I've looked and I've gone, hang on. Have a look at that. That doesn't look too good. And and he's got up. You know, he's got up good as gold. But mm-hmm. another person hasn't. But but they'll go by what the medical says. So if the medical goes like that, he's gone. He's gone just like that. And and so, someone three sixty have even said it. It's not really set by the actual incident. They 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 don't do it by the way it should be. They look at the medical, and if, if he if he's if he's buggered, gone. He's gone. He's out. And it's not consistent. Like I don't know. I don't know what. It's, what I'm trying trying to say is coming across probably what what's clear, but they've always gone by the medical report, and you could have exactly the same scenario, but that other bloke could could be the opposite and be fine. But and, here's and here's my question: Yo, know, is you yeah. have to look at you know you have to look at the intent of what uh, yeah, yeah. of what somebody is doing. Well, you, know, you, know, you, know, one, you know, you know that you know that one player when you're talking about. I could look at that and say, yeah. Years ago, if people didn't go for the ball, we'd be saying that that plowman or the one that come across, I think I've got the right bloke, uh-huh. he's a yeah, skirt yeah. because he pulled out. He pulled out. They would have said that years ago now, Craig. He would have, they would have been yelling, they would have been yelling if you'd a live match going, hey, you, 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 you skirt, all this sort of stuff, you're yellow. They'll be yelling, saying, you're yellow, all this. This is years ago. You know? So so to change so th- so many things so quickly, you know, and then and then it's all on the head, it's all on the head. I really think that's what my whole point is about the MRO. It's a matter of inches here or there. The way they've made their bed, right, right. And, and and they've made their bed. Now they've got to they got to lay in it. You know what I mean? And um, as I said, back to the danger one. I, I didn't think Danger did that much wrong myself. He went in. He protected himself. It's the only thing I'm come unfortunate about was that both heads clashed. And then yeah, everyone yeah. jumped up and down and said, "He has to go. He has to go." King jumped on the program, and they they had him out before the try even went. Um, they said he's, he'll get two or three. That, that all made their mind up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, buddy!" When one day he said he went to the tribunal, he said he, he said he felt like he, he killed someone. He said he right. said it was like 
like I was like, murder. That's what this is, exact words. And, and he's the president of the MRO, so people people look at him differently too. Well, they think because he's that, he's got to be some classic angel, you know what I mean? And he, but he's not an aggressive player. I've seen him. I've seen, he's not an aggressive as in a dirty player like that. He, right, he's right. anything but that. Right. Uh, but anyway, I've said what I've said, so I better let you go. <laughs> okay, well, you know, hey, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You know, have a have a great rest of the week. Yeah, you know, you too. And um, I will see. Well, we're, we're, we're live. We'll see what's going on with this COVID thing because uh, uh, what I just got on my phone was they told the Essendon and uh, the other sides to get it to get out of to get out of Melbourne. Yes, um, yes it, Essendon and Carlton. Like Carlton left, I think. I think the yeah, Blues left. Yeah, yep. told to get out. Been told to get out of Melbourne. That's what that's what came on my phone. But, yeah. So, yep. Uh, that's that's one. Hopefully, that it doesn't escalate, and and it's the other games. Everything goes. Right, I haven't right. heard any more. So hopefully, it doesn't get affected, and um, you know, so we don't. Nothing changes too much. Uh, right. Fingers crossed. Of course. That, yep. Hey, you know, have you a great week. Yarn, like, yeah. yeah, you too, mate. You too. Okay. Great and, talking um, to you, go, Chris. Go, go catch that, yes, sir. Right, mate. Yes, sir. Uh huh. Bye bye. Okay. Hey, Chris. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, you. Yeah, the margin's too low. Is is very low for the 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 match review group there. You know, and I just wonder. You know, maybe they should. You know, as he's talking about how they they slow everything down to you know to just like one frame at a time, if you will. But that's not that's not the way the game is played. I mean, you have to watch things at at full speed. I would think, but maybe they do that. I don't know. But it it does seem to be pretty darned arbitrary. So, hey, folks, I appreciate you listening. I do hope that you'll check out the website at yankonthefooty.com. Remember, you can sign up for the mailing list there so you get episodes to you as soon as they come out. They come to you through the uh, or from the Podbean app, so you can go there, but they'll be up on the website not long afterwards. If you would, uh, I would appreciate it if you would consider leaving, leaving a review up on the website that lets me share those out with the uh, you know prospective listeners and lets them know what you think about the podcast, and you can go ahead and... Uh, and tell them what you like, what you don't like. Uh, maybe that will encourage some other folks to come in. If you again, if you want to help out the podcast, you know, consider looking at the uh, Red Bubble or the Buy Me a Coffee page. I do hope you'll share the episodes you listen to with your friends and family. If you like what you're hearing, uh, I saw somebody that said, uh, and I'm going to borrow this. Somebody who talked about their closing line for their podcast. You know, said if you if you like the podcast, you know, share it with your. Uh, Share it with your friends, and if you didn't like it, share it with your enemies. I can't, yeah, I'm not going to start using that line because that's not that's not my line. That's their line. Uh, remember, you can leave voicemails, like I said before. You can get on the mailing list. You can also uh, you can message me on there as well, and I will get back to you. You can shoot me an email uh, at yankonthefootygmail.com. I'm on Twitter quite frequently. I do check my Twitter page quite often. I do look at inst- I'm starting to look at Instagram a lot more as well as on LinkedIn. You can find me there. And I'm on my Facebook page um, in a lot of different discussion boards on Facebook, but I, I don't get to my Facebook page for the podcast as much as I should. Uh, you know, since I have the standalone website now, I've been using that much more uh, readily. You know, I do appreciate all of you who do listen. It is it's terrific that you do tune in. I'm I'm humbled by it because again, you know, you you people are are fans of this game that I've only recently fallen in love with. And I, and I appreciate you letting me come along on the journey with you. I appreciate you 
uh, helping to alleviate some of my naivete about the game where there are gaps and things that I don't know that I want to know. And unfortunately, as I'm getting older, some of those gaps that I didn't know at one point I might know next week. And then I've forgotten it the following week. Cause that's what happens when you get old. Uh, but you know, folks, best thing, you know, is if you, if you can go ahead and share it and, and Tarzan, as you said on the message board there, as far as, you know, getting guests on there, it says, once you've, you know, had some notable guests on the show, word will get around. Well, I appreciate that. And that's, that's where sharing the, uh, um, podcast or leaving reviews, uh, can be very beneficial. So if, if you're listening now and, and you've got, you know, two or three minutes of time that you could share to help out the podcast, that'd be fantastic. You know, I'm winding down my school year here. I've got, uh, just a couple of minutes. Um, you know, I've got just a couple of, uh, not a couple of minutes, a couple of days left of school. We finish up on Friday of next week. So the school year is winding down. I'm not sure if I'm going to be working a summer job yet. I'd like to, in many ways, like to put aside a little bit more money for my daughter for school to help her finish up uh, her, you know, last couple of years of school. She's studying to be a school teacher as well. Um, I do want to let you know, I have a couple of episodes uh, recorded already in the can. I'm still editing these because they're lengthy episodes. I strongly encourage you to check these out. These, these are uh, episodes that I have two interviews, uh, two halves of the same interview done at different days with uh, a gentleman who I consider a friend. Uh, that lives up near Brisbane, a gentleman by the name of Orville Gibson. And Orville, to me, he's a hero in in many regards. And Orville's probably going to be listening to this, and he might get upset for me saying this, but I, I think he is a hero. And when you listen to this, they'll listen to these discussions that I have with him. They're amazing. This guy is, in many ways to me, as close to a Renaissance man as you will find, because he has done so many different things. He is a cat supporter. His journey to becoming cat supporter is absolutely fantastic. But he has so many different interests. And we we meandered in and out of talking about footy. We got into history. We got into uh, Anzac Day and what it means to him. We got into uh, the the severe floods that took place in Brisbane back in the early 1970s. Uh you know, we, we talked about music. We talked about the United States Civil War. And it's just an absolutely fascinating conversation. And these are conversations that he and I have quite a bit on uh, Facebook Messenger or that type of thing. And we just, you know, we, uh, we, we, uh, we've never recorded them before. And I, and I finally said to him, I said, you know, We've talked about all of these things in the past, and we've not put a second of it down on audio. I said it could almost be you know, we could almost have a, a standalone, you know, podcast where he and I just you know shoot the breeze about different things. But I'm I'm glad. It, and all told, when this is all said and done, when these get published between the two of them, they're going to each be about ninety minutes long. And I'm really looking forward to you listening to them. If you want, you know, if you're a uh, if you are a history buff. And this, this is what's amazing. There are so many things in this, in this gentleman's family, you know, that, that things that are part of his family that, that could have possibly, and I'm being dead serious when I say this, that could have possibly changed the events of world history in the 20th century. And I'm not kidding you about that. Okay. If somebody had eaten more carrots, and that's kind of a little bit of a hint there, uh, 
the 20th century might have turned out differently if somebody had eaten more carrots. And that's all I can say about that right now, but it's a relative of Orville. So I'm I'm really looking forward to bringing those to you. It was such a delightful conversation. Like I said, I, I talk to him all the time. I probably talk to him more. I know I talk to him more than I do my neighbors. Okay. And it's just, it's just such a, 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 a nice bloke. And I, and I'm so glad to call him a friend and I'm really looking forward to bringing these two conversations to you. Uh, one of them I have to do some editing on because we got about halfway through and, you know, we're, we're a couple of middle-aged guys and we both said to each other, you know what, I need to make another cup of coffee and I need to go to the bathroom. So he went about his merry way, made a cup of coffee, went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, made another cup of coffee. We reconvened and picked up our conversation. So you won't know that because I'll be editing that part out, but it did happen in the first episode. And it was, it was, it's just kind of what, what ends up going on there. So I've rambled on enough about that, but I'm looking forward to bringing those to you probably not until next week, because I've got a lot of things going on this week with regards to school and things here at my house. Uh, I've got some workers in my house doing some things right now. We're getting those wrapped up uh, in the next couple of days. And uh, we shall go from there. Before I go, I do want to congratulate my daughter on a great year at school. Good luck with your new job as you work through school in the summer and take classes in the summer. Congratulations to my son on his promotion in the Navy to lieutenant junior grade. Damn proud of you, young man. You're probably not going to hear that, though, because you don't listen to your old man's podcast, and I'm really disappointed in that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, folks... We are fans of this game that we love, and that's the game of footy. I, As I said before, I am so thrilled that you've allowed me to come along on this journey with you, that you've stopped by to listen to my show. Again, I, I truly am humbled that, that those of you who have been fans for so many years have said, you know what, I can take an hour or 45 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes and listen to this guy here. I, I, I cannot thank you enough for that. Okay, now I don't have huge numbers of listeners, but uh, but it's it's growing and it's starting to gain some more traction here and there. But I, I cannot thank you for doing that. It really is. Okay. Um, but uh, as I said, we're fans of our club, our clubs, but overall, we love this game. And round 10 just demonstrated that love affair. Three games decided by a total of four points. Okay, and if you want to watch a lot of scoring, we had a couple games that were decided by 80 points or 100 plus. Ladies and gents, I do ask that you consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Drop me a note on the website at yankonthefooty.com. Okay, reach out to me on Twitter. Reach, shoot me an email at yankonthefootygmail.com. And folks, as always, may your dribble kick never hit the post. And until next time, this is Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio. This is the live episode for the 26th of May of 2021. I thank you for tuning in. God bless. Stay safe. And have a great week of footy. Melbourne, I'm thinking about you. Stay safe. I hope everything gets worked out really quickly for you. Have a great, great week, folks. Bye-bye.